Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. We thank God for the service thus far, the announcements, the, the presentation from our young people. Amen. Amen. I keep those things. I have a, I have a, a plaque downstairs with those little handprints when they were little. Amen. And that stuff is important to me. I thank God. Anyhow, we need you to look in your Bibles. Turn to um, Acts chapter 5. We're going to continue our study. We're still talking about money. Amen. 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 We're looking forward to service this afternoon with Bishop Kenneth DeVal. And we hope you all come back so we can celebrate Jesus together. Amen. We're going to talk in chapter 5 about a couple in the Lord's church named Ananias and Sapphira. And we talked about this before, and you're familiar with these two. And um, we just want to go over it again. Hopefully it won't take long. You know, we'll see. I told you before, what does it mean when the preacher looks at his watch? Absolutely nothing. Amen. So remember that. When you're in service and you see the man of God, the woman of God, look at their watch, just ignore it. Doesn't mean a thing. He might be checking his pulse or something. Might have a smart watch checking his pulse. Not checking the time. <laughs> look what it says here. In, um, it says, chapter 5, verse 1, but a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold the possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. See what was going on in the church? This is the early church, amen, and they were going through persecution. And the people were coming together, and, the, and chapter 4 talks about how they had all things in common individuals were selling property and selling their possessions and putting it together for like a commune. Amen. A commune is a community where everybody shares everything. That's what communism is supposed to be, but it didn't work out that way. All right? So everybody shared everything. And so they, because the cost of the persecution and the abuse and things that, that the early church was going through, they were mostly Jews and um, you know, they were losing jobs and being put out of their homes and different things like that because they believed in Jesus Christ as Messiah. Christ and Messiah are really the same words. Okay? And so they had all things in common. They laid at the apostles' feet. Now, don't, don't get it twisted. It's not that the apostles' feet are so special or the apostles. It's just where they put the, just where they put the stuff. It's just a location on the floor where they put everything. You know, all right. Now we don't. We have apostles today, and um, and we're not trying to lay stuff at their feet necessarily. We give an offering, though. Amen. And we be a blessing to the men and women of God. But look what it says here. And so, so Amnias and Sapphira, they were part of the church, and they did the same thing. But look what it says in verse three. But Peter said, Ananias, why hast thou Filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost 
and keep back part of the price of the lamb. Was it, while it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. So here's what happened. Ananias and Sapphira, they sold a portion of the land or whatever the possession was, and they came back and, and they brought it in. And they claimed that this is all of it. But it wasn't all of it. And see, the problem is, or Peter said, it's your own. It's your land, it's your possession, it's your money, and you don't have to pretend to lie and lie to us and, and say this is all of it. When you could have said, they could have said, we sold it, and this is a portion of it. And the, and the apostles in the church would have been thankful for whatever that portion was, right? Because they didn't have to do any of it. It wasn't a tax. It wasn't, it wasn't like the tithe. It wasn't a tax, and it wasn't a requirement. It was something they did on their own, right? And so they didn't have to lie. And Peter picked it up in the spirit. The Lord gave him the sermon. The Lord opened it up to him and showed them what was going on. And he said to Ananias, he said, dude, you didn't lie to us. You lied to God. Because the Holy Spirit is God. Amen? Amen? Do you see that? Yes. Right. So the Holy Spirit is God. And so he said, you lied to the Holy Ghost and kept back a portion. Then he said, you lied to God because the Holy Spirit is God, in case you were wondering. And Ananias, in verse 5, Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. He died. He stroked out. He had a heart attack. I'm not sure how he died. And great was the fear. Great fear came upon all of them that heard these things. And the young men arose, wound him up, carried him out, and buried him. And I told you all this before. I was stunned that nobody notified his family. Nobody looked for his first of kin. They just took the dude out and put him in the ground. I was when I first time I looked at, it, I said, "This is stunning." <laughs> I mean, nobody told anybody. He had a wife. He probably had siblings. He, you know, nobody. They just took him away. <laughs> and it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what had, was done, she doesn't know her husband is dead, y'all. What kind of church is this? She came in, and Peter answered and said unto her, Tell me whether ye sold the land for so much. And she said, Yea, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried your husband are at the door, and shall carry you out. Then fell she down immediately at his feet, and yield up the ghost, and the young men came in and found her and carried her forth and buried her by her husband. And great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. I'd be afraid to go to that church. Whoa, wait, 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 hold it. People die there and get carried away. You don't come up here lying... Peter was a bad dude, but it was the Lord's doing. 
You don't come up here lying to God. You think you're lying to Peter, and Peter is not God, by the way. He's not the Pope either. Right? And they, they thought they were lying to Peter and the people. Thought they were deceiving the people, but you can't deceive God. See, you can trick folk. You can deceive people. You can lie to them, and you can, uh, you know, give them the wrong impression and all that stuff. But the Lord knows the truth. And at his own discretion, he'll reveal the truth to certain people. Amen? You know, like, you know how you try, when you was a kid, you tried to lie to your mother. <laughs> and mom knew better. Mom knew better, or that teacher, or whoever that adult was. You try to lie to them. They knew better. They don't have any evidence, but they know you're lying. <laughs> well, the Lord is more than that. He is more than that. And so these folks, remember, it was their, their possession. It was their money. And they did not have to pretend to give it all up. They could have held back as much as they want. Because the Lord wants us to be free will givers. You hear what I'm saying? You don't have to lie. You don't have to lie and say, this is all I got. You can say, this is all I'm giving. That's all. Piece of cake. They didn't have to lie. They didn't have to lie. They said, yeah, we sold it. We, we, this is what I'm going to give. Right? And Peter's not going to say, well, where's the rest of it? Like, like they owed him money because they did not owe him money. They did not owe the church money. They didn't owe it to the Lord. All they owed was their truth and their integrity and their free will offering. Amen. That's all they owed was a free will offering, and that they didn't owe that either. Right? But they lied. And see, but look at the results. It says fear. Now, fear means two different things. Fear means they were scared. People were scared. It also means reverence. So great fear and reverence came upon the people in the church and upon the folks that heard about it. Now, come on now, think about it. If that happened today, churches, when they build churches, they have to put a morgue in the basement. Or every church would have a morgue. If that was the way it was. To, or it'd be like those old churches. You know those old churches where they have a a graveyard next to it, especially down south. You got one over here in Orange on Main Street. They have a graveyard right on the church property. You would need one of those because the way people lie to God. Now, God is gracious and merciful and long-suffering. But that day, he wasn't playing with anybody. He wasn't, he wasn't getting, no, 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 no. Not today. Not today. We're going to teach these folks a lesson. And so the thing is, saints, don't, don't, don't try to deceive God. Well, we all know that God can't be deceived. He can't be tricked. He can't be fooled. He can't be mocked, right? But when you do it to his church, you do it to him. Jesus takes stuff personal. Remember when, when, um, when, he, when he introduced himself to Paul, well, Saul of Tarsus? Remember that? He introduced himself. He knocked on his door and knocked him off his beast, blinded him temporarily. And, and Saul said, who are you, Lord? <laughs> you know, 
And he said, I am Jesus whom you persecute. Right? He takes it personal. When you mess with the Lord's people and you mess with his church, you mess with him. And he'll take it personal. No wonder the Lord told us to pray for those who despitefully use you. Remember that talk? And, and, and be good, do good to them. Pray for them. Have mercy on them. Because the Lord is out to get them. You know those people that mess with you? You have to pray for them. Because the Lord is going to get them. And he may not get them as quickly as you like. But he's, he's going to get them. If they don't change. So you pray for them because you want them to be converted. You want them to be saved. You want them to be rescued. You know, and, and deep in your heart, you really want them to take a beating. But you have to pray for them and pray for yourself that the Lord save them and convert them. Amen? We want God to save them, Mike. Uh-huh. So that's what, that's what we want today. So, so what we're saying, just, just, and this don't take a lot of time, Ananias, Sapphira, his wife, they conceived in their heart to deceive the church. And when they conceived in their heart to deceive the church, they were trying to deceive the Spirit of God. What do we learn here in these few verses? The Holy Ghost is God. The Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Ghost is God. There's only one God. We talked about this already. And the Holy Ghost is God. And when you lie to the Holy Ghost, you're lying to the Father, you're lying to the Son, you're lying to God. And the Lord used this incident to strengthen his church and to bring fear on the people. Look what it says after that. In verse, verse 7, verse 8, and Peter answered and said, tell me whether you sold the land for such and such, for so much. And she said, yeah, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, how is it that you have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which bury your husband are at the door and shall carry you out. Then fell she down, right, at his feet and yielded up the ghost. And the young men came in and found her dead and carried her forth and buried her by her husband. And great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard. Verse 12. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And of the rest does no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. When it says nobody joined themselves to them, it means that nobody outside Christianity became part of that group. There was no, 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 no pretenders in that service, all right? <laughs> Today, we want, we want people to come in who aren't saved and who aren't necessarily believers. We want them to be part of our group. We want them to come in and at least worship with us. Worship with us, you know? And maybe they'll get connected, and maybe they'll stay and pray and work and things like that. By connect, I mean maybe they'll be saved, right? But, we, but nobody was trying to join this group. I said, no, no, no. There was, the folks knew better. You know, if, you, if you're not a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't want to be amongst them people. And you're not going to fake like you were. Look what it says here. 
In verse 14, and the believers were the more added to the Lord. See, nobody joined them, but the believers were added. You see what the difference? Multitudes, both men and women, insomuch that they brought forth sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow them. They were so, there was so much authority in that house, in that church, that people thought, you know, if his, if his shadow passes by us, they'll be healed. Amen? And then it talks about how unclean spirits were delivered and things like that and the power of the Lord. See, here's what happens. See, we, you want, a, you want a, a powerful church. You want, you want signs and wonders, right? You want these things. You want to see healings and deliverances, right? Well, for, for those things to happen, we have to be a united church. And we have to be a praying church. And we have to be a church that don't fool around. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's what we have to be. And we have to be together, and we have to be under authority. Amen? That kind of thing. And, with, and for those things to happen, there has to be a need. You don't just have miracles when there's no need for a miracle. There's no healing when there's no need for healing. You know, folks going to have the injuries and sicknesses. That's when you need healing, Right? I was listening to a, 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 what's a it wasn't a podcast, it was a video. Um, Bishop Noel Jones was, um, Bishop Noel Jones was talking on an interview, and one of the things he said, he says, you know, we have these things in the church, we have healers in the church. When he, mean that, when he said healers, he mean the people that the Lord used to heal for. He said, instead of healing in the church, they should be at the hospitals healing people. You know what I'm saying? Right. We have all this stuff. What we need to do for the things to happen the way we want things to happen, we have to be witnesses. Amen? We just can't keep stuff to ourselves. The idea of the church is for the church to witness Jesus Christ to the world. And that's what we have to be. For the stuff we want to happen, you know, along with the praying and the teaching that we do, we have to witness, we have to go out, we have to share, we have to tell people about Christ, and we have to take the chance. We have to take the chance of being rejected. Amen? But for all that stuff we want, we don't, we're not doing everything. We, if we're not sharing and witnessing and preaching, we're not doing everything the Lord tells us to do, and we can't have, we could call in from the east, west, and north, and south, but if we're not going out there, they're not coming. Amen. I mean, folk would trickle in, but unless we're out in the world sharing Jesus and living for him, you know, people aren't coming here. And it's not the, and it's not the purpose just to grow a number but the purpose is to witness Jesus Christ and let him, do, let him add as such as should be saved or such as should be part of that group, whatever the group, whether it's this church or some other group. Amen? Amen. So that's the thing. So anyhow, um, you want some of this stuff? We got to do what they did. They prayed, they shared, they communed together, and they witnessed the word of God. They witnessed Jesus Christ. Amen? And they were disciplined. 
there was chastisement and discipline in the house. And they did things as much as, as possible, decently and in order. Remember, this is a young church. Even the apostles are young in Christ. And they made some mistakes. Amen? Amen? They made some mistakes too. Praise God. But for those things to happen, we got to do, do what they did. Praise God. To get the same kind of stuff that they had, we have to do what they did. We have, the, we have the Lord, we have God, we have the salvation, we have the Holy Spirit. We have all that. We even have the power. We have to have the conduct now. Amen? Come on, let's stand together. born again. We have to tell someone that. Then explain what it means. Amen? You know, Nicodemus said, how can that be? Then am I going to go back in my mother's womb and be reborn? And Jesus didn't call him any names. <laughs> but he said stuff like that. I thought you were, and I'm a paraphrase, I thought you was a teacher of the people. And you don't get this, right? We have to be born again. We have to come to faith in Jesus Christ. The just man, woman, child, shall live by his or her faith. Faith in Jesus alone. Amen. And that's what we need to tell our friends, relatives, acquaintances, and neighbors, that they must be born again, that they must come to faith in Jesus. And they could be good as they want to be, and good citizens and well-behaved and all that stuff, but it's not good enough. They have to come to faith in Jesus Christ. And we need to tell them. We need to tell them that if they confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in their heart, they will be saved. We need to tell them they need to be saved from sin. Somebody told us. Right? They didn't call us necessarily names, but they realized, we realized we were sinners. And as sinners, we were destined for punishment and condemnation and hell. And we need to tell folks. We need to warn the people. Besides, we, we, they know, we tell them that God loves them and he gave his only begotten son. But we need to finish the rest of it. That whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We want to tell you today, if you believe in Jesus Christ, you won't perish. You, but you'll have everlasting life. But guess what? If you reject Jesus Christ, you will perish. Amen? And have everlasting damnation. Damnation means being cut off. Amen? We're, we're not using profanity today. It just means being cut off. So if you're here today and you don't know the Lord, we implore you to um, come to faith in Jesus Christ and yes to him. If you're here today and you have some other issue that requires prayer, we want to pray with you. Amen? We want to pray with you. We want to believe God with you. We know the Lord hears our prayers. He answers them. He heals the sick. He delivers. He does all kind of things for us. He's able. He's willing. And he'll work with you. Amen? If you have any issues and you don't say to yourself, well, he can't deal with God can deal with it. God can deal with anything you have. Jesus has made a way for you. 
And he's done all the work for your salvation, no matter what your situation is. And so we want to encourage you today, come to faith in Jesus Christ, or, or whatever your request is, bring it to the Lord. Amen. If you come to the altar and the ministers will pray, and we'll believe God with you. Amen.